Hello there, you're listening to the Boyville Podcast. My name is Boyville. We're here again. We seem to be doing our shows quite consecutively at the moment, quite um, often succession. Um, there's no special reason for that, I suppose, as a uh, sort of joyous uh, regeneration of the podcast enthusiasm for producing podcasts at such a rate. Because of the uh, influx of the ownership of a microphone that works without uh, causing irregular and um, unforgivable spats and pain to the ears of many people listening, which is exactly not what you want from a podcast of this kind. Although we may continue this uh, frequency of podcasts for uh, a little while longer, you have to understand that this sort of uh, Frequency cannot continue uh, indefinitely, and it has to be limited and curtailed to a reasonable amount. But at the moment, we're still going strong, so you may want to limit the podcast so they can last a bit longer. But uh, hopefully, we're going to keep this daily rate up at this particular moment in time. One of our listeners uh, suggested a number of shows uh, a couple of days ago. The first of the suggestions was the uh, Cup of Tea, which uh, was a successful show. I think I certainly enjoyed speaking about Cups of Tea. Absolutely brilliant. And I even went off to make myself a nice pot of tea afterwards and uh, enjoyed that absolutely thoroughly and comprehensively. And uh, there were some additional suggestions on the list, and one of which we are going to perform today. I would suggest strongly that uh, ideas of what to do for the podcast are sent in because... Uh, there are many things that I find thoroughly interesting and I can't gauge whether they'd be generally interesting in the mindset of the listeners of the Boring Bill podcast or whether they would be boring. So, suggest honestly what you would uh, like me to talk about and um, quite wide-ranged. Anything that you would like to spark me off or uh, something that you think that I would be interested in or that uh, something the subject that you'd like to hear my own opinions on or about, and I'm very happy to talk about pretty much anything you'd like, and I'm quite confident in my own ability to make them boring, uh, as people tell me in my nature, to be quite a boring person. So I'll say again that uh, the best thing you could possibly do would be to email the podcast, that's boringthepodcast at gmail.com, or the alternative, as is with the Google Mail system, you can also email boringthepodcast at googlemail.com. Pretty much exactly the same, goes to exactly the same mailbox, except uh, the second alternative means that you have to type the letters OO, the second G, L, and E extra, as opposed to G, M, E, I, L, as the part after the app before the uh, final suffix of the uh, internet extension. Uh, it seems that I'm being quite um, grammatically fluent today, or pretty much using the thesaurus in my head to uh, instigate a, a variety of expressions. I've pretty much run out of any uh, alternatives to words that I would otherwise use. But uh, aside from sounding pretentious, let's focus on being boring. And today, uh, in telling, uh, mentioning that of what today's show's primary subject will be, uh, People said it's probably the ultimate boring thing to talk about, and is often used as a uh, anecdote to 
describe boring activities. But as is always the uh, converse attitude of myself, opposite to many people, of what is interesting and what is not interesting, this particular subject, I do find quite relaxing or interesting or I could say boring, but I find boring being more interesting, so it's a sort of a catch 22 or contradiction in terms. But anyway, today's subject, as you can see by the title of the podcast, which is taken around 4, 4.40 or 5 minutes to get into, is indeed watching paint dry. Now, I'm not just going to talk about the watching of painting dry, I'm also going to talk about the painting of paint. Made is very interesting because there's a variety of different types of matte gloss. For example, and as you know, things have got uh, undercoats built in, you have to put undercoats on separately, and there's a variety of intensely interesting decisions that have to be made with regard to paint. Recently, uh, I've been painting my lounge or living room, living quarters, whatever you want to refer to it as, and in which I had to decide a variety of things. Uh, it had been painted before, so it had the other coatings that didn't require that. Um, predominantly, I just needed to choose the colour. But obviously, sometimes you have to do one coat, sometimes you have to do two coats to start contrast to the colour that it was previously, as opposed to the colour that was being put on it. It was uh, different, so um, one of the previous paint that was already on there was darker than the one that was going on top of it, therefore, more than one coat necessary with a thin based coat of paint which leaves the uh, necessity to uh, spend a lot of time painting it now the first step obviously was covering up all of the furniture uh, in the room that couldn't be moved to another room for example sofas bookcases that sort of thing uh, had to be covered in a variety of white cloths and so on. Uh, furthermore, I had to move some items which were would not possible to put in the middle of the stack up covering white cloth out of the room, uh, such as plants, some books, and so on. <coughs> That's uh, what I had to do. After which I could begin painting after I covered up the floor. Use some masking tape. Of course, if you want to do a half professional looking job, masking tape is necessary. Uh, you can use it to, to mask things, obviously, hence the name, such as the skirting board, the clothing, door frames, you know, that sort of thing that you don't want uh, the paint to leak over to. So you'll get your uh, brush or roller or whatever implement you're using to paint the particular room in question and uh, take your first stroke or roll obviously after making sure it's uh, clean if you've used a really previous job or to uh, ensure that it's uh, got some paint on it and it's not dripping and so on. Once you've done that and the roller has got uh, or you could use a brush as well, but in my, my case I used a roller and I would describe it as a roller from now on. It's covered in paint, then you can roll it. This is the process of using the roller. Roll it up and down the wall, creating a coat of paint onto the wall by transference. 
therein of the roller to the wall. And you do that wall by wall, and uh, most rooms have four walls, and they're mostly square or rectangular, semi-quadrilateral shapes. They occasionally have smaller walls or portions of different shape changes, but they're mostly that sort of shape predominantly in these primary walls. So that's why I did all four walls, painted, making special allowances and difficulties, and so on for things like radiators, covering, skirting boards, and so on. But you have the uh, bonus when you are painting of um, after you've done the first coat or after you've done the first wall, sitting down. If you have a place to sit in the room, in my particular case, I got a chair and put it into the room, a deck chair type affair, wooden, very cheap and uh, not too worrying about if it gets um, covered in paint or not. It's a sort of chair type affair. I uh, plonked, plonked a very draconian word, and um, placed in an area of the room which wasn't affected by the pile of stuff that was covered in white bits in the middle of the room, sort of in a, it wasn't a perfect rectangular, sort of had a, a square block missing from the arrangement of rectangulars collected stuff that looked like a sort of plonk the chair, sort of leaning up against the back of the, heading toward into the centre of the pile of stuff, covered in the cloth, if you can understand, where I was sitting facing the wall that I'd just done and gave me the highlight of the day which was in fact watching paint dry and uh, as you know by the previous episode I had a cup of tea with me to uh, enhance this uh, fantastical uh, sorry fantastical terrible word um, pleasurable and immense experience now it's Interesting, because there's always the age-old argument of um, when you start painting things, it never looks like what the can says, and you always say to yourself, or say to someone who's in the room with you, it's, it's, uh, it always dries differently, or I hope it dries differently, or so on. So the excitement that uh, brews from sitting and watching it is the fact that you can see the colours slightly change. They tend to get lighter, but it's, it really changes based on the paint. And you can see as it starts to go, it sort of goes through several stages as it's drying. As the water evaporates from it, which causes the drying effect, you see it almost go shiny. And when you're in this shiny stage, you're thinking to yourself, oh, I hope it's not shiny. Or I hope it doesn't turn out like that. And then you can see it's sort of slowly going away. And if you watch it for long periods of time, it feels speeding up. Rather than like watching, listening to this uh, podcast, really, you can find when you're listening back to it, that you may drift through it and sort of, you're hearing it in the background, but you're not paying full attention to it, and that's just sort of sliding in and out of it, and eventually you sort of come to the end, and uh, it feels strange, or it repeats back to the starting music, and you're like, oh, it's finished, or starting again, and I know sometimes when I listen back to it when I'm trying to get to sleep, it, uh, it's on repeat, and it starts again, and that always perks me up slightly. But the fact that it does start again with the uh, intro music sort of makes me open my eyes, but the fact that my eyes are feeling heavy pulls my eyes back down and then sort of drifts me back on into sleep, and that's most nice, actually. It's a good effect, and sometimes I'm sort of 
halfway through listening to it for the second time, at which point I just reach over and turn my iPod off and then end up falling straight asleep. That tends to be how it happens to me, how the podcast is effective for me. Of course, it's not as effective for me because I know what I'm going to say next. I obviously don't know what I'm going to say next now, but I'm saying it as I'm saying it. But when I'm playing it back, I can have some sort of brief memory as to what I said into the podcast, as they typically are only between 10 and 20 minutes. But the previous sentence provokes the memory of the further sentence, as is the majesty of the human brain. And that's very similar to watching paint dry, as my original subject was to painting. After it's got past the water evaporation stage, you can start to see what the final colour will be like, but it's deceptive, obviously, because it is still wet and it's silly to touch it, it will ruin your work. And, uh, it sort of slowly starts when the heat or the light is in the room, and slowly filters out to the entire wall dry. Now, I mean, I like to watch the wall dry before I continue to do another wall while I do the paint, second coat after that episode. Fast, fast, very fast drying paint. I heard of one paint once actually, which you buy, that goes, it's a white paint, you paint on pink, so you can see what you've done, if you like painting with skirting balls, coat and banisters and so on. And then it dries white, I see, you must have an amazing confidence in your paint, to paint something bright pink, and hope it dries white, interesting technology, but uh, I certainly couldn't trust paint to do that. But in any case, back to the room, and then moved off to the, the other wall. The room is sort of rectangular, so I'd done one of the larger rectangular walls, and then one of the smaller walls on the two sides. And I painted that in the same regard as I'd done the other one, and watched it sort of paint evaporating, and then going into the dry stage. Then moving on to the uh, next wall, which is the same size as the first rectangular wall, but only slightly longer due to the shape of the room, and did the same, then uh, waited for the uh, water to dry, and uh, very interesting this one, because it developed around three different spaces where the water started to, to evaporate from, <coughs> the part of the painting where it goes to the shine, where it goes flat on, and it's just very interesting to watch, just a sort of had a top right hand corner that was sort of dry, the sort of bottom left and one sort of in the centre, they all sort of met as they crescendoed in the top left hand corner and the bottom right hand corner <coughs> and centre on the bottom as well, it sort of crescendoed like that, it was very interesting to watch. I'm probably the only person on the planet who would find to paint drying interesting, but um, there you go. Which left me onto the final part of the rectangle, very small wall, which didn't take very long wasn't as interesting to watch dry, it sort of had a centre patch and sort of spread out as there. That was as interesting as the third wall, which was by far and away the interesting dry mode. And then, of course, you have to prepare to do your second coat if you do indeed require a second coat. I, of course, did. Rather than sitting back and watching the paint dry this time, I just put the paint on, then moved to the next wall, and so on. This was some hours after the first coat, obviously. I had to go make some more tea. Uh, and other sorts of things like that, books and train time tables, that sort of thing, publish and podcasts, like you do, before I came back, and uh, it was sort of 12 hours later, also, uh, it was probably the following day, it started in the evening, carried on in the morning, so I did sleep at that point as well, or I tended to sleep, uh, and then carry on in the morning, which I applied the second coat, and 
watch it. So then as I sort of carried on, did the whole room, I sort of saw a sweep around of the drying of the second coat. Um, rather than the spots drying on each wall down individually, it's sort of a sweeping from one end right to whip round as if it were a straight line of string that had been put out in a rectangular fashion, sort of drying out like that in sort of long lines, sort of more um, vertical. No, more horizontal rather than vertical as it was previously. So I'm looking for it's much faster to see. And this sort of gave me an idea of the uh, coat of the wall. So I stepped back and I was very pleased with my work and I enjoyed my sort of day and a half of, of watching paint dry. And then I had the pleasure of watching dry paint, which isn't as amusing as wet paint, as there isn't to be much change in the textures and the systems of the science of the paint. But there you go. Then I had to obviously uncover, take all the masking tape off and do some touching up and that sort of thing. And then that was the painting of my friend Groom and a very interesting several 24 hours spent um, involved in paint and watching paint dry. It wasn't a smell of paint after that time, which is a great shame, but um, unfortunately what you're left with when it comes to painting, I suppose. But um, that was it. Very good. I mean, the radiators were a bit difficult. I didn't paint the radiators, so I went behind, not completing an orbit enough for anyone to see that it wasn't painting the previous cover behind it. Well, there you go. Watching paint dry. Uh, I don't know if you ever thought that was a boring subject. If you don't like the topics we're discussing, well, you don't have that many subscribers at all. I can't stress how few subscribers we have. It's uh, very abysmal as far as podcast subscriber rates go, so tell your friends to listen as well, if you know any forums that you talk about um, insomnia or getting sleep, do mention the podcast, do you get people to subscribe to the feed, feeds.feedaburner.com forward slash boring bill, that's where you want to go to do that, uh, so get people to subscribe and because there's so few subscribers if you send an email requesting a certain topic of show or suggestion we're almost certainly going to do it i mean i can almost guarantee it and if you just email something that's reasonable i'm sure i will cover it and the email address is as always boringwheelpodcast at gmail.com or boringwheelpodcast at googlemail.com i will at some point only give out the one they say on behalf they're exactly the same and most of the podcasting community most of the people that have the technological advances or the uh, technical wants to go and dig for a podcast this much, which is more difficult to find, is this very small, will know that gmail.com and googlemail.com are exactly the same thing. So I do hope these have suggestions in the shows, and I do hope that you're enjoying the high frequency that we're doing at the moment. It won't continue forever, but it'll continue for at least a few more days, I would hope. You have been listening to the Boring Bill Podcast, and my name is, as always, Boring Bill.